Money Mind, expanding your mind when it comes to money matters. Here's your host, Tanya Carlson from Amplify Wealth Management. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Money Mind. Today's guest is a real showstopper, literally and figuratively speaking. Simone Dulaveras is the owner of the Loft Pilates and Bar Studio located in southern Sydney. Simone has had an illustrious career in dance and performance. She was dance captain and co-host in the Las Vegas show Sydney After Dark as well as dance captain in the German cabaret Palazzo. She's also toured Australia and Asia as a backup dancer and featured artist with, with many famous bands and performing artists. While touring as a dancer, Simone trained in various studios and techniques to keep herself dancing at an optimal level. Uh, it was when she was performing in Las Vegas that she first discovered hot classes and the benefits they provided. And when she decided to return to Australia, she brought to us her unique style of strength and conditioning workouts that fuse science and the latest training techniques. Welcome to the show, Simone. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Now, I like to get started by asking everybody two questions. Uh, The first one's a quick one. Mm -hmm. Are you a spender, saver or in-betweener? In-betweener. Very good. We'll come back to money matters a little later on, but... um, The second one is, can you tell us a little bit about your cultural background and upbringing? Yes. So I'm half Italian and half Australian, so Italian on my mum's side, Um, and brought up in Sydney with a family. There's three of us girls, so it's like, you know, the shark (laughs) at my house. It's loud. Uh, Yeah, really, really loud household and always lots going on. Lovely. Sounds fun. I thought I might start by asking you to share what a typical day involves being a dance captain at an international stage show. Yes, that definitely depends on the gig. As you sort of mentioned, I've been in a whole or involved in a whole range of different shows. So um, the German cabaret was a very civilised sort of a gig where you're living in a hotel and you're biggest concern is making it to the breakfast bar before it closes at 10 a.m. So that. <laughs> That's every day. Um, And then, you know, you've got a pretty cruisy day, little workout, whatever it is before getting to the theatre at around four, hair, makeup, re-blocking the show for anyone who's out that day. Um, You're managing the artists, the acrobats, the magicians. The backstage show is even better than what happens on stage. It's really, really fun. And then you sort of wrap up at the bar for a cool down of, you know, red wine and then you wake up and do it all again the next day. So that's a really sort of, I'd say civilised, oh, it was lovely. But then you've got road shows. So road shows are where you're on a bus every day, you're in a different town every night um, playing in all of the regional theatres around Australia. Um, so sometimes you're checking into your accommodation at 2am but it's wheels up at 4am. So you've, after you've showered and taken your lashes off, you've only got about an hour and a half sleep. So that one's not so glam, but I loved all of them, to be honest. I loved all of the different contracts. I particularly loved the role as dance captain, managing the crew, um, talking to the stagehands, talking, you know what I mean? Communicating with everybody, running the team, running the show for the director or the choreographer while they were out really, really loved the role. As you mentioned, you've, you've had a pretty exciting list of achievements and done all sorts of uh, dancing style shows and, and performing. Uh, what's what's your favourite memory and why? 
Um, it would definitely be the show in Vegas. That was very short-lived. Um, when I got the gig over there, that was my five-year plan. So I thought I would be moving to Vegas and that was that was it for a while. But unfortunately, the show closed after a couple of months. But the whole experience, the theatre was just so beautiful. The team that I was working with were an incredible group of women. They were really, really cool. Um, and the lifestyle over there was fantastic. So although it was a short-lived career, uh, sorry, a short-lived show, um, it was just such, I wouldn't even say it was a goal. It was a dream, to be yeah. honest. It was just a dream come true. And, you know, connecting with the other performers that lived in Vegas, I think my experience of Vegas is probably really different to those who would go there to party and whatever else. So we were, you know, hanging out with the performers of La Rev, which was an amazing water show in the wind, um, you know, and you're just connecting and, and meeting such incredible, incredibly talented people. So it was very cool. It sounds very, very cool um, and, yeah, I'm sure it will be an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah, and excellent. Edible in Las Vegas as well, which is really interesting because there's no fish or water around, but for some reason the sushi and you, you drive on, you know, on those massive roads and you just pull over and it's incredible everywhere you go. So there wow. you go. Amazing. Great. Great sushi. Excellent. And what about funny stories? I mean, is there any sort of crazy moments dancing? I, you know, surely you must at some stage fall over and muck somebody up or have a wardrobe malfunction? Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Lots and lots of those. Always interesting. One night in Germany, the riser. So there was a, um, it was a theatre in the round. So the audience sits around and the stage is in the middle, a circle shape. Um, and the stage had a riser. So it would, you know, at different points be choreographed to be set, say, one step above the ground. But then, you know, for a particularly spectacular moment, it goes all the way up. And I remember one night it getting stuck. <laughs> stages up, stages up. And we're trying to, you know, and this is the point where we're supposed to get down, but we're really, really high off the ground. So that's not going to happen that night. And you're kind of <laughs> smiling. And we were wearing big, blue, gorgeous, feather backpacks, headpieces, wings, all of that. And you kind of smile through your teeth and go, stay up, just in case, you know, someone next to you is having a really you know, <laughs> magical time <laughs> dancing and hasn't noticed. But you've got to really think on your feet. So there was um, hilarious, lots of wardrobe malfunctions. They happen all the time and you've got to, you know what I mean, that someone's dropped a microphone so you've got to choreograph it into you know what I mean? Passing across the stage, pick it up for the singer and keep her going or, yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's always, there's always a lot of thinking on your toes. The show must go on as they yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> good, good to hear. And I mean, when you decided to return to Australia, I mean, had you made a decision to open a Pilates studio or did, or did this sort of come about through some other sort of process? Oh, it's pretty interesting, actually. So I was introduced to Pilates really young, really, really enjoyed it, absolutely loved it. Um, when I had decided I wanted to finish dancing was because I wanted a family. That was my goal. So I didn't want to leave it too late. And I also, I didn't want to settle. So I thought, okay, I've got to do something that's going to make me enough money to be able to self-inseminate if I need to. That was my. That was actually my plan. I thought... Sure. If I don't meet the right person, I'm going to do this solo because I love children. Like I just love kids. In saying that, having been pregnant now, wow, single mums, they yeah. are 
incredible because it is so much harder than I had understood. Like I really, really, wow, yeah, and now yes. having my girl um, and having the business is a juggling act. So I'm very, very lucky to have a very supporting husband. Um but yeah, so I decided to move home and open the studio, number one, because I wanted to have a family and needed sort of to work out how to really be self-sufficient. And the other reason I opened up my Pilates studio um, was that I needed something exciting enough so that I wouldn't see sequins and go running overseas again. So it had to be <laughs> something that I was really, I got to be creative. I got to um, be very, I was inspired and excited by it every day. And I really am with my studio. Like it's, it's I'm, I really, really enjoy what I do. I'm very lucky. So um, that's what I had to maintain because I knew if I just, come back to something yeah wasn't filling my cup I'd be straight on the next <laughs> plane to it's you know. really interesting you say that actually because I often think uh, even for people who travel overseas for a year or two backpacking when they come home there's such a downer you know on on sort of returning to what we call inverted commas normal life and I'm sure if you've been living this amazing lifestyle and Vegas or anywhere else, um, getting dressed up, meeting interesting people, it, it would be really challenging. Yeah, it is really challenging. So you just need to make, or I need to make sure that I would be really filling my cup one way or another. Which I love that you gave that that much thought, to be honest. I think that's really a credit to you to know what was going to work for you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So you are passionate about getting people moving. Um can you share with us some of the ways that, that moving, I guess, every day, um, and in particular strength training like Pilates, but I guess any, any kind of movement benefits people? What have you yeah. noticed? Yes. So sharing my love of movement is definitely what drives me. I love seeing people get out of pain. So I love helping people alleviate their back pain. Um, and the results of Pilates are it's bang for buck training. Like if you're doing it properly with movement integrity and great trainers, you should see your results really, really quickly and feel them. And, you know, if people are in pain, they're not going to be enjoying their life as much as when you get them out of pain. So being able to share that with people is just the coolest. I really, really enjoy that. Um, Pilates is good for anyone with a spine. <laughs> as everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you see, um, you know, your pro athletes, lots of basketball players, football players, um, pro dancers, 100%, um, all doing Pilates to sort of complement their strength training. So if they're lifting heavy weights, if they are doing a lot of cardio, you know, a lot of runners do Pilates, it helps their hips, it helps them maintain mobility and safety in their joints so that they can then perform at that elite level. But then, you know, it also suits sort of the older generation in um in, during COVID, during lockdown, we put together a whole video um, program, a video series, an online series for an aged care facility so that they could oh. keep everybody moving. So we did, you know, Pilates on a chair and we did a little bar class where they could lean up against, you know what I mean, their, um, their kitchen bench or whatever it was. So it's really, really good for anyone. That's amazing. We'll come back to what you did during COVID because I think that was interesting. But I know from doing your classes or your team's classes um, that I think once you said to the class, you know, it, it, the, the lengthening process, so imagining yeah. that spine, um, we should all come out uh, feeling much taller. And I know as soon as I got in my car that I had to adjust the uh, whatever you call that mirror. <laughs> 
Read you, Nira. Yeah. Um, yes, and I thought, oh, look at me. Polar in 45 minutes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, and it was always that easy. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's, and there are some things that you want, you want immediate benefits from certain drills in Pilates. Like you want to feel a difference in your spinal mobility. You want to feel your glutes activate. Now they should be things that you feel <laughs> every single class and straight away. So um, if you're not feeling those, you, yeah, you, sort of need to oh you get those going unfortunately there's yeah. something wrong with mine I think they're so hurting that <laughs> no we won't go there <laughs> and you also sort of mentioned um that when you're in Vegas that you um really sort of discovered the the training in that hot environment so yeah. how how does that work or what's the secret there yeah, so um, the hot classes that we offer at the studio are under infrared heaters. So it's a dry heat. It's great for reducing inflammation. It's great for extra calorie burn if you're looking for that sort of um, weight loss aspect, um, which you don't often get from a Pilates class. So that's how we sort of fuse those two together. Um, finding the hot classes in Vegas was incredible because we went to this studio and I think the story is that it was a lot of the Bikram studios. The instructors had sort of gone rogue and thought, what else can we do under these heaters this is cool so they had trx classes kettlebell classes all of these pretty hardcore training styles in heat and i was just in awe i thought oh my gosh this is incredible. So I initially got the idea to move the hot classes to Sydney and sort of have that take rather than your traditional Bikram or your power yoga, which we also offer hot yoga classes, but sort of giving it a different spin was, was from finding them, yeah, there in Vegas. And it's um, they're one of our most popular classes because of release in muscle tension. There's the detoxification benefits. There's so many benefits from training in heat. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I've done those two and uh, certainly made the mistake of the first time I enrolled in a hot mat Pilates class, having been to a Christmas party the night before. Oh, I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you lick your top lip and think, oh, margarita, whoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and so if we, if we pivot a little bit, uh, what do you think, looking back over the last few years, that you've learnt from performing and dance that you've brought into business? The swan. <laughs> the swan, oh. You must swan. The legs are going crazy underneath and everything on top. I'm pretty good at masking the madness I think that's definitely something I've learned <laughs> from dancing and something that I've learned is really important in business because obviously whatever's going on behind the scenes cannot affect your client's experience the client experience everything to us so um learning to as you said get on with the show is really really important but I think performers and dancers um especially are just incredibly they're trained to be resilient and they're trained um yeah they're trained in resilience and grit and if you don't have those two things in business you're not going to go very far you don't need all of the fancy bells and whistles that a lot of people think you need to open a business you need resilience you need grit you need a good work ethic um i just opened by myself so i didn't have um a financier a silent partner i didn't open with great amounts of capital it was me and my dancing savings and just gave it a crack but if i didn't have that because you're going to come across setbacks and um tough times i mean you have to be dynamic and you have to move with with what you're doing and you can't 
let it get you down. Don't get me wrong. When I heard we were going into lockdown, there was a lot of wine and a lot of tears. But after that, we were able to come up with a really great online product. So that was really, really wonderful. So if you're resilient and you've got a great work ethic, you're good to go. But with without those, I think, um, yeah, you can't. Yeah, I really agree with that, actually. But I, I love calling it the swan because it's so much more elegant and, and beautiful uh, than any other sort of definition or, or sort of um, similarity that I've heard used before. So uh, thank you for that. I think I'm going to have to steal that. Hijacked. (laughs) Exactly. Hijacked for sure. And, you know, I think resilience and grit is necessary for everything in life, isn't it? Uh, You you just mentioned motherhood and I know you had beautiful baby Cora. It it must have been just late last year. Obviously, I'm confusing on my time. I going to say this year, but it does change your life when you have a child. Yeah. Like I said, I underestimated it. And I've worked with, so I've taught children from a very like young age. Um, I taught dancing, you know, in between contracts and um, whatever else from two years old. So I was always talking to the mums and I sort of, I really thought I had half a clue of what was coming and how hard it would be and how hard it is to get work done and all of that kind of thing. But my baby girls just started to crawl. And, oh, my gosh, that is a whole other level of you can't sit still, you can't get the thing done. So it, it is a whole new challenge. And you're right, in every aspect of life, you need resilience and you need grit. I think they're really it's Definitely. I think it's, it's, it's the one thing that um, is, is going to carry most people through anything, whatever challenges are coming to them, business or personally. And yeah. I, I often think that when I go into the studio, I see you with Cora handing her around. She's just the most gorgeous <laughs> baby, sucking up cuddles and smiling at everyone. But, yeah, getting on the move, that's going to be a different challenge. Yeah, yeah, wow. It's um, and she, already she's only been crawling. Days, but she's already found a bit of pace and how to muscle away over the cushions and whatever I gave her as a barricade. So, like, like yeah. her mummy, yes, <laughs> fast and fabulous. That's great. <laughs> and look, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things I'll, I'll come back to actually, but I guess what I thought might be interesting is that, and it probably comes into this resilience and grit conversation, but. My guess is that the life of a performer isn't just sort of one job to the next and, and maybe you had a different experience, but how do you how did you learn to manage your money through those times of sort of you you've got a gig, you're on, and then there's a lull before the next thing? It's not only the lull of the next thing because I always had um, lots of different jobs when I was at home. When I first opened my studio, I had seven jobs because that's how, how I'd learned to operate was just in case some I miss, like someone doesn't pay me from this gig or a show takes a long time to pass through the funds. I've got teaching. I've got teaching Pilates at this place. I've got this and this and this and this. So I had all of that set up and I was very used to managing all of those different jobs but I think it's also when you've got when you get a call back for an audition you've got five days of work lined up for example in the week and then all of a sudden oh we need to we need to see you back here tomorrow and tomorrow we'd like to hear you sing tomorrow we need to see you again so if you're auditioning for musicals it's sometimes five or six days of them just needing to see you again to make sure that you're fitting and filling those shoes the way that they um, want to for the for the particular role that you're auditioning for. So it's const, a constant juggle of I can't miss this audition or my agent's going to kill me and, and also I want to be at the audition but then how do I now pay my rent and how do I? So I think keeping an eye on your 
accounts is really, really crucial. I was in the habit of checking my accounts daily, especially as a dancer. When you're down to your last tens of dollars, you are, you know where your money's going. (laughs) Not too many direct debits and you kind of, you're all over it. So that was a really, really important thing that I learned. But then in order to grow, you need to delegate. So you need to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Now, my strengths are in my product. I am, I love to teach. I'm a pretty natural teacher and it's something that I constantly work at. I love managing my team. I love improving my product and and noticing trends in the market and staying up to date with what's the latest and greatest in terms of science and research and all of that. I really enjoy it. So if I was spending my time managing my books, doing my best, doing all of that, which I know it might take everyone else two hours, it will take me weeks. I'm not, it's not my strength at all. So while I keep an eye on things, I'm not the one doing that. I've got a fantastic studio manager. She's incredible. Um, just so, so amazing. I'm so, so lucky to have her. And I've also got an accounts team. So they really help me. And that in order to grow, you need to delegate. So we're currently in the phase of opening our second studio, which is going to be opening in Cronulla Mall, which I'm so excited about. I'm excited too. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a crash. So Cora's going to have somewhere to hang out with her Pilates friends, which is fantastic. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be able to take on that challenge if I was doing every single um, aspect of the business. So I think definitely learning to delegate as soon as you can. And it can feel like a very hard thing to do thinking, oh, can I afford to spend that money on someone else to do that? But I found that it was a really important step to take. And I did a lot myself, but but managing, yeah, the books, the admin or general stuff, as soon as I could pass that on to someone far more efficient, I did. Yeah, I think that's, it's, it's great advice. And I think for anyone um, who's who's tried to scale anything, you know, you can do everything uh, in the beginning, but yes. um, the minute you start to need to, to grow, you're going to have to start to hand some things over. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, firstly, um, I do want to say to to anyone listening that lives in the Cronulla area that, um, well, you can come and see Simone and the team at uh, Tower and Point, but Cronulla is going to be amazing and I've told almost everyone I can, so I think it'll be a great start. But, you know, I think it's really interesting that we've just come through two years that have been so uncertain, so unpredictable, almost decimated many players in the the gym and fitness industry. I mean, how is it that you're ready to expand at this time? I'm going to say a bit of luck. (laughs) Very, very lucky. Um, We've got an incredible community at the studio who all supported us, um, who a lot of people just continued their, um, we reduced everyone's membership to an online. And of course, if they needed to cancel, they absolutely could. We had a lot of girls working at Virgin Airways and all of that. So totally. Um, they, But we had a lot of support of people just saying, I just want to see you through this. I just want you to reopen. I want to see you on the other side. And that was just, we were so lucky to have that incredible community around us. So that was important. I also am very lucky with resources. So I think we might've been put into lockdown or the lockdown was announced, I think on the Wednesday or the Thursday, and I'm a dramatic person. So, you know, it was hard for everyone, but I was loud. I was very upset, full meltdown. My life is over, all of that. So then um, I announced, I think on the Thursday, don't worry everybody to the whole community, the whole gym list. Uh, we're going online. It's going to be great. We're going online. 
I had a friend, Ben, from who owns Damn Good Productions. He was um, doing a TV show based on us when we were in Vegas, so I know him from there. And he sent me a little message on Facebook and said, Sim, how do you plan on doing that? And I went, oh, thank God you called. I'm stuffed. I really need some help. So between Friday, that text, um, or the Thursday night, whatever it was, between that time, he scrambled us together, lighting, cameras, the full system, the back end of the um, studio, because I didn't want to just go on Zoom. I wanted a virtual gym. And I had sort of thought about this and had planned to sort of do it in June. But then obviously when we closed down, I think it was in March, I said to everybody, um, right, we need to sort this out really, really quickly. So he helped me. Oh, I, could, I couldn't have done it without him. He was, he was just wonderful. And we went live on the Monday. And that oh, was it. God. I mean, it was the swan in action, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Everything's <laughs> fine. Fine. It's, oh my goodness, how do we do this? How do we, <laughs> I mean, it's like when you get the audition for a, you know, a skating gig and can you do this? Of course I can. I better work out how to skate before Monday. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy too. I mean, I think, you know, it's it definitely from my perspective, um, it, it appeared seamless. It appeared like you had already sort of prepared for these sorts of things, which is, which is funny when people yeah <laughs> don't quite know what's going on behind the scenes. But like you say, it's your job to provide that comfort and to come up with solutions rather than whinging about, you know, woe is me or what are we going to do? And look, being forced to think dynamically and to move with what's going on has now opened up another leg to our business. So now we have a full virtual gym. We've got a reach to the UK. We've got members in the US. We've got people all over um, who only used to sort of connect with us via social media and now able to be a loft member, which is so cool. Uh, okay, Simone, so that brings me to another question, really. Um, you know, I believe that people who are at the forefront of change and, and curious in nature are often alert to new trends before others. Um, is there anything that's on your radar at the moment? Constantly, constantly keeping my eyes peeled for new trends in the market, but also the science that backs it because often there's a lot of sort of gimmicky things in the fitness industry that are just a little bit far-fetched I think to actually make a difference to do you know what I mean your physique your mental health all of those sorts of things so I guess it's sort of um sieving through a lot of those ideas and trying to work out okay which ones are actually going to work for my clients. So yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got lots of things that we're sort of looking at for the new studio without giving too much away, which is really, really exciting. But I guess always just looking at prehab, which is essentially what Pilates is. So it's the prevention of injuries before they actually happen. And just different ways to sort of keep the class entertaining, fun, a good workout, but still challenge the body and and sort of keep it in really good nick. So that's a constant balancing act that we're constantly sort of doing as trainers. Um, So we're looking at different ways to insert bits of prehab into our workouts and and who to partner with on those sorts of things as well. So we're we're partnering with um, Jack around a physio who are going to be our next door neighbours in Cronulla um, and they specialise in DNS which is really really cool it's um, dynamic neuromuscular stabilisation and it's um, it's all about looking at a person's functional movement and how those patterns were formed from babies and then how it then affects their movements as an adult so when you look at how someone's moving you take it back to that really 
primal sort of state of when they first were going from lying on their back to rolling on their sides to, you know, moving through those transitions. And um, it's cool. It's really, really cool. So. <laughs> wow. Well, you, you've, you've blown my mind on a number of different things. Um, I've never <laughs> even heard the term prehab, which is, which is fascinating. Actually. Yeah. Um, well, that's what Pilates does. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? I, I hadn't thought about that, but lots, lots <laughs> And going how to on keep it fun field. and spicy and entertaining, yeah. you know, the constant balancing act of a Pilates instructor. So <laughs> I, I bet it is. You know, I, I find it um, a constant balancing act being on the receiving end of just trying to work out what those instructions are and making my <laughs> mind and body connect and be coordinated (laughs) yes yes that's a that's well that's actually funny that you say that because that's a massive part of dns as well so it's all about the nervous system establishing those um movement patterns because it happens in the first couple of years of life and it's like how do we go back to re sort of setting those movement patterns to make them correct so you go back to that really primal state work through it and it's just it's very cool so i'll be doing a course on that in July, I hope that'll be my next course. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Well, very fascinating, and and I think we've we've sort of mentioned before. There's endless learning, isn't there? There's always something to be upskilling on, or um, you know, just just learning more about because it's obviously opening up more and more information and, and training definitely techniques. And it inspires you as a trainer. I'm sure in any industry. The more courses you go to, the more you come back with, you know, a hat full of new tricks and you just feel ready to sort of rock and roll. So um, DNS is one I'm really, really looking forward to sort of learning more about myself, which will be really good. But, yeah, just always checking the science, where everything's coming from and where it's moved to because the research five years ago, you know, is now completely out the window and there's new stuff coming, which is I'm sure the same in every industry. But I feel a massive responsibility, especially that, you know, if I'm not good at my job, I could really stuff someone up. So it's really important that my team and I are so at the forefront. We are so ahead of the game. We know exactly what's going on, you know, Um, and, and we're constantly researching and just further understanding how the body works to train it best. Yeah, well, I think that's the epitome of any professional is is continuous learning and, and it's life too, isn't it? I mean, we, we're sort of constantly learning, learning how to be better, learning from our mistakes, continuously yes. improving not only at work or how to be a better parent or all those sorts of things. Oh, <laughs> I'm working on that one at the moment. <laughs> it's a lifelong lesson, I think. Wow, yeah. yep. It's <laughs> yeah, yep, face planted again today, which was wonderful. Oh. So we've got a few little eggs. On yeah, there's nothing oh. like feeling like an embarrassed parent with your child walking around with bruises or. Yeah. Oh, she's just covered <laughs> in them. Oh, it's terrible. Poor little thing. Anyway, you learn. They bounce. They bounce. <laughs> And look, I, you know, I think it's really interesting, our conversation. We've talked a lot about the, the continuous learning, applying yourself, taking action, being consistent. I think those lessons are very consistent or similar between our health and our wealth. And it's something that, you know, we're passionate about the wealth side. We think that that, um, you know, lead, living a healthy life is sort of leads to a wealthy life. And, yes. you know, there's a lot of synergies there, like you mentioned, with that sort of mind-body connection as well. How can people get in touch with you? How can they find you? Uh, we're on Instagram, so we're all over social media. We're on, um, we have a website, theloftpilates.com. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch and 
and reach out and hopefully come and do a little sweat session with us. Well, I think um, if, if anyone can hear your passion in your voice today from our conversation, I think uh, that, you know, it's it's very inspiring. I love what you do. I love the passion that your team brings to the classes. And, you know, I think people will really get a lot of value in giving it a go and seeing what they can learn for themselves or experience for themselves for that sort of challenge. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <a> challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's always a challenge. That's it's, that's definitely the aim sure of the game. Sure is, sure <laughs> is. But it's lots of fun. And, you know, I really thank you for sharing the story. It's a fascinating story. It's great to see you um, expanding and growing and doing so well. And I can't wait to see where uh, where this goes for you and really looking forward to um, trying out the new Cronulla studio. Me too. I can't wait to get in there. <laughs> fun. Yes. Thanks so much again for your time today. Thank you for having me. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision making, nor to be taken as a substitute for personal advice. Please contact Amplify Wealth Management to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. Money Mind. If you have any questions about your financial future, please head to amplifywealth.com.au. Money Mind is available to download and subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts.